Hi and welcome to another episode of Wine and Wisdom. I'm Thomas Lehuang and you're listening to the TL podcast where knowledge is shared and no one takes themselves too seriously. All right, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. How are you going? Yeah, good show. Good. Uh, well, um, today's a special one because uh, suddenly Wine and Wisdom's gone from three musketeers to four. So today we're welcoming our new partner in, in crime, Megan Green. All right, how are you doing, Megan? Woo! Good, thank hey. you. Good. Welcome, Megs. Thank you. He's been asking for ladies for quite a while now, so he, yeah, he should be happy, is, Chris. We're just we're satisfying the Me Too movement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying you're no, actually, no, no. <laughs> you're probably going to raise the bar in terms of intelligence, <laughs> right? You, you say one thing, and, and mate, seriously, carry shit like luggage, you guys do. <laughs> we got what you asked for. Oh, dear. Yeah, don't I mean, complain, mate. I wanted some intelligence, so we got hey. Megs. Hey. I mean, had a, hey. If this no, was a, that's good because no, where we're going wrong. If this was a TV show. Megs would be the actual host instead of TL. That's what they're doing these days, and we'd just be the. the that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, fo- yeah. Even though the footy's got all female reporter, a lot of female reporters and commentators now yeah, too. So, true, true. all right, today we're gonna start with my wine since I have a white. It's a Chardonnay as usual, a Patricia wine from Brown Brothers. Brown Brothers. Yeah. So let's try this one here and tell me that it's gonna beat Cam's. What you? Um, I can't tell you. Until <laughs> 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 studied hard. Yes, the year. His hands over the label. <laughs> he can't. <tell> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 2018. One of Lickland's best mate, or is it? Is it? I don't know. <laughs> oh, you'll see. What's you'll the see. story? Well, the, the, the thing is, is uh, if we beat your wine, it's a uh, China doll for all of us. Yes, but we're meant to be educating the people. You, you what are we drinking? What are we drinking, mate? We're drinking a very nice white wine (laughs) 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 from Brown Brothers. It's called Patricia. All right. It's called Open the Wine Fridge as a Morky. Where's it from? What region is it from, mate? (laughs) It's from Australia. (laughs) (laughs) The Southern Hemisphere. Oh, this show's gone downhill. Uh, (laughs) No, I'm actually looking at something. Megs, can you tell people us are going to give us. <laughs> people are going to give us, but you know, Brown Brothers, it's all cheers, in Victoria. Cheers, guys. Oh. Welcome, Welcome Megs. Yeah. It sounds like we're much more comfortable. It's because we are. Bigger room. That's nice. Uh, it's too cold, so it needs to open up a bit. Oh. So we'll wait. <laughs> what? Uh, he, he listen. He's Keep used to the me, he's used to the fruity <laughs> he's used to the fruity cups. Uh, what is this? Uh, Saint Blanc. No, no, uh, he I'm calls it. So now he's got a bit of Chardonnay. Fruity Alexia from the uh, Cooler Bar cask. <laughs> yeah, what was he? Um, oh. So what do you guys reckon about this Stoic book uh, this <sighs> month? I didn't. I actually liked it. Yeah, it didn't do a lot for me. No, I'm a bit the opposite. Oh, there's some good ones. So we talk about June, which is all about problem solving, yeah, right? Yeah. So let's let's start uh, on June first. Uh, who got what? Skipped it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it wasn't a great I month for me. I, I, I highlighted it. I got out of it that you have a mental reserve clause. Reverse, 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 reverse. In saying, let's let's just chill our heels for a minute. No need to respond to everything straight away. Take your time to response. Yeah. So you're not making those mistakes, and secondly, also give. 
forgiveness to those people who may not understand that they're making those mistakes when they're making them too. Yeah, well, it's it's probably quite nice, but I I think to me, forgiveness maybe at my level it's a little bit difficult to do with some people, but I think that to have a uh, a reverse clause is a backup option for us. That's what he says yep. in here, and, and and for me that's the the most important thing. I mean, seven months ago, you know, some of these some of these people have uh, hurt me tremendously. I didn't say too much, and 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 I tried to be quite brave with this thing. Yeah. And it was uh, some people in Monavale. And then we have, we have people who have been doing the wrong thing too. And really, I, even though I made the decision that uh, that was uh, in September, you know, that was a time to really let him go because he didn't really show the traits that we wanted in our culture. It really hurt me. Uh, but then over these seven months, having to deal with this really... I wish I had read this beforehand because as we're coming into April now, something really has happened. And they actually have become a gift. They brought me a gift rather than a, a big challenge or, or a black hole, if you will. And I think that, you know, had I really sat down to learn from how this happened, I probably would have learned this lesson way Earlier. before. Yeah. And uh, uh, instead, I've let them haunt my head. Uh, I've allowed them uh, inside my own mind. I think June number one is a crazy page. I think uh, there's a saying, and I don't know who said it, is some of the best gifts become poorly wrapped. And uh, I think that uh, surmises sort of what they're trying to get through right. here is understand that, you know... Stop looking at me. I know you skipped the page. <laughs> <laughs> you're coming nicely wrapped today, Cam, because you're, you're very well... You're, yeah, you're it's a bad gift wrapped very nicely, don't worry. <laughs> no, so I think that the, the, the value of page one is that our mind, really only our mind can be changed. Yep. We can't change these things, but if you learn to change the mind... By, and, mate, I thought that after these kind of two lessons, how the hell do you come up from, uh, stand back up and, and, and learn from that? It's also that it's okay to change your mind too. Yeah. A lot of people, uh, I believe we've spoken about it before, but just because you said something three years ago and you believed it three years ago, it's okay if three years later you've got a different opinion. And a lot of people st stick to stuff that they may not truly believe anymore for pride or ego based on what they've said before. Yeah. And that comes into the reverse clause as well. It's okay to go back and rethink something and yeah. come up with a different answer. I think yeah, a lot of people trap themselves that way. Yeah. I, the thing that stood out to me was nothing can stop the mind when it's operating properly. So making sure like that you're always keeping yourself or your mind well looked after. And when you're in that zone, then nothing can stop you, nothing can bring you down or nothing can affect you as much as what it would if your mind is not operating properly, so to speak. Yep. Thomas choked on it. So <laughs> yeah, he didn't agree. Food, <laughs> food for thought. You know, on that point, the mind working properly, how do you exercise the mind from the apart from the obvious we know exercise physical exercise helps the mind we know reading helps the mind um is there much to do with problem solving and puzzles and so forth to keep you sharp as well or my, do you guys know much about that yeah or? um my nana used to always talk about it she did her crosswords every like every week she had the little yep. um lift out in the newspaper and she always did it and my mum's a bit the same she has the sudoku books and she finds that that's just her thing yep. um, to keep her mind going. How old are you then? 
she's no longer with us, but yeah. she was um, – oh, she would have been in her 80s when she was doing that. And she that. was sharp as a tack? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. A, the, the oldest adage ever is if you don't use it, you lose, you lose it. it. Right, yes. Yeah. for our brains. That's why there's so many morons everywhere we go because <laughs> they're not even stopping to use their brain for Good half point. a second. Good point. Something like chess is great for your yeah, brain. Yeah, something is like chess, mate. Oh, <laughs> I'm so bad, <laughs> but it's all right. I'm going to be so good. It's okay. I'd like to go a bit further, really, uh, to answer your question. I think this month in the stoic can only be used if really we use responsibility. When you hold yourself responsible to whatever happened in that month of uh, September and, and now, then only you can deal with this. Mm. It's when you're running away from that and you go, well, that's his fault and, 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 and they are a bunch of whatever and, and, and uh, how could they? You never fix anything. Then you can't improve. And, and all that you do is you're waiting for the next arrow to be flung at you. That's day 29, mate. You've skipped the whole month. So, he really started very well to me with that June 1st. It's a bit of, there's a bit of repeat in the month, which is why yeah. I don't have yeah. a lot written down because he touches on everything, what you just said then in day 29, he talks again about um, the reverse gear. He talks about that a bit later on as well. But yeah, I think it's just reinforcing. I like, I, I started it June the 2nd, which mm -hmm. is Plato's view. Nice one too. Ah, oh, mate, it's, and it ties into the guy we're going to talk about in the next yep. segment perfectly. And it's just that realising that, sorry to be crude, but realising that you ain't shit and in the grand scheme of things your problems ain't shit and, and it talks about if you were to stand up on a hill or, or be high in the sky, you wouldn't even be able to see yourself or your house or your city or you go high enough, you know, your state and, and just realising where you actually are in the universe, which is... A, a tiny speck on a on a much bigger story, so that can be used to humble you. It can be used to calm you down if you think your issues are the biggest issues in the world. I've never heard it used as Plato's view before, but it sums it up in a couple of words, and it pretty much sums up. When I say the month didn't do a lot for me, you can pretty much sum it all up on day two. I think. No, I don't think so. I disagree. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that's I what you're here for, but. When it comes to problems, I disagree. Solving. Probably you haven't read more than two pages. That's why no. we, we have thirty days in June. By wisdom. Look, I think I read two days yesterday and then <laughs> twenty-eight this morning. It was twenty-eight this morning. You know what? How I else did I know it was on day twenty-nine? Come on, yeah. I, because it's based on problem solving. I took from this that when there is a problem, sometimes we need to pause and take that bird's eye view. Um, just to soak in the different aspects of potential solutions or why people are getting upsetting, uh, upset over the issues that we're looking at. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the reasons. Whether they're significant or not, or we feel it's significant or not, I think it's taking a different perspective view, different view of that issue at that time. I think that's what I took out of that day. Sums up 99% of my role, really. <laughs> um, <laughs> that page alone. And a lot of the things that come across um, in my position, but also that I see in the team, it's... The problem is never the problem. It's always the fact that people are looking at the problem down here and how it affects them or how it affects you or how it affects you. They're not looking at it as, okay, what is this situation and how does how is it affecting everyone and how can we come to a common uh, a resolution yeah. that works for everyone as opposed to just, well, no, that's what I want. And that's you say, well, that's what I want. But there's no, there's, there's no 
common um, ground as to how they get to the next step because yep. people just are so focused in their own bubble as opposed to taking that bird's eye view and going, wow. like It's probably the beauty of your role because you are you are a team member but you are external to the, yeah. the individual. So, yeah, well, but can you tell us a little bit about your role? I mean, first of all, you She's pretending at, she read. You work at Wiseberry. <laughs> She's got two words highlighted. Yeah, hey. As we're speaking, she's quickly reading it. <laughs> and no, just let her tell us. So, so what's your position? General manager. Okay, so, yeah. so what is it you do, really? Um, just pretend to work, really. <laughs> no. Um, so just, like, overseeing the operations of the business, you know, keeping in touch with the staff, making sure that they're all okay, procedures. Yeah, just a bit of everything, really. No two days are ever, yeah. ever the same. But you're in, in, you into every kind of meetings. Every time I go up there, you're into every kind of meeting. And yeah. That's a lot of meetings every single day. How, how the hell do you do It is a lot. We've definitely job? cut it back. Yeah. But I think that's where you find a lot of the gold too. So by being in with people and hearing what their challenges are and hearing the day-to-day um, things that people are just experiencing, yeah. you, can, you can find those solutions really easily or you can spot the gold of, okay, there's an area that we can really improve on or there's something that's like an idea that we could work with that is going to fix that and help the company in more ways than one. Yeah, that's amazing. All right, so let's let's go back to our stoic now. Anybody else for any other days? I mean, we don't have to do June 3rd, June 4th or whatever. You I'm know, on the 4th. Just, just, I'm just on the 4th. I, I, I happen to like the last line of June the 3rd, right? I think we need we, we need to learn to be a good human being in... in in the way that we act, I think that if we have that as the end goal, a lot of our actions would just toe into line. It, the, the problem is sometimes we do this, and the way you said it when you, you're talking to people, everyone's looking their, at their agenda. And even if it means that we have to wreck the entire game, but for us to get our agenda, that's what we want. And, and I think, what if we started by saying, all right, what would a good human being do in this situation? Then a lot of things could be avoided. There was a lot of last month. I think the last page of May was be a good human, basically. You've got one job, yeah. mm. be that. So, and May was pretty much centred around that. So, You've been practising in the last two weeks about that page? No. <laughs> no, but I'm no, because, be, because we're talking about this. No, no I'm, I'm, it's a serious question, though, because <laughs> we're talking about reading a lot of things but trying to apply it too oh, rather than reading and forgetting. Oh, yeah, I Could would be say it's been practice. longer than... So yeah, you only, you only lost one restaurant, isn't it? Like to Chris and I, isn't it? <laughs> no, but that's why we don't write text messages. Because I, <laughs> I answered your question and asked another question. I, I simply asked whether you were replacing Chris. That was all. Uh, <laughs> and, then I, and then I said I like it, but that was to Thomas's question. That's why previously. he got here early to make sure yeah, he got his seat. Right. So, yeah. All right. So what's the next one? Who, well, who's got what? I had number four, and yep. it's more for I wish I had it when I was a kid, and I wish my I hope my kids get it and kids before them is basically everyone who's gone before you has done it just as tough as you have. When you're thinking that the world's unfair and that everything's stacked up against you and that this has gone wrong and that's gone wrong and it's all on you, again, it's realising that you're not the only one in the situation but also realising that your parents went through the same thing and their parents went through the same thing. And I think the line in it is you, you come from a long line of genetics that have been through the same shit, so one, get over it, but two, understand that you've got the ability there to fight through just like all your previous generations did. And I think 
when we talk about ungrateful kids or entitled kids or, you know, it took me to probably 30 or older to realise exactly what my parents had been through and done and, yep. and come to grips with some of that. And that's why I, I didn't mind that page because I don't think a lot of the way I could tell my nine-year-old that at the moment and he'd actually listen. Yeah, would be a huge. <laughs> help. I, I don't think a lot of I don't think a lot of young adults or even people our age appreciate actually what our parents had been through because I think they've been through a lot worse than we had, fleeing countries because of war or working through depressions and so forth. I don't think that we've had it as hard. Well, it's all based on perspective, mate. If, that, that's it's right. It's but the same thing they say uh, when your parents say, "Oh, but we had to pay twenty seven percent interest." Yeah, but you're only paying off a hundred grand. Like it's all. It's all relative, it's I all know, relative. but I, I look at the hardships of life. I mean, I think uh, you know, Australia is the luck, luck, one of the lucky countries. Um, so it's all, it is all perspective. And I think, yeah, a lot of us ha- have that entitlement because we don't stop and just thank the people who have gone before us for what they've done. You um, don't have to use it as a negative either, though. It's not, it doesn't have to true. be, oh, they've been through it, so I should just put up with it. Yes, you should just put up with it, but you also got to look at it as a positive. They've been through it. Be grateful. And they come out okay. Absolutely. Well, depending on the situation. I mean, my mum, I remember my mum selling dog food door-to-door well into her 30s or might have even been her 40s. And now she's sitting back laughing like they've done really, really well for themselves. But I remember where they came from. And you take that as an inspiration, not as a negative and not as a... Oh, well, if they've been through it, I can't feel bad about it. You shouldn't, but use it in the positive way. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Use it for some inspiration. And then that, and that day five is beautiful. I love it. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that there's an old saying, do your own push-ups. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. mate, that doesn't have to be any yeah. better than the, the title of it, blow yeah. your own nose. That's yeah, all great. I've written. Stop looking for someone else to fix your problems and start doing something it. about it yourself. Yeah. It's a beautiful message and yeah. well put, I think. We, we, in Australia, we, Australia, that wasn't very Australian of me, but we say you wipe your own ass. But yeah, yeah. you want someone to wipe your ass for you too. You, mate, Brian, Brian Tracy made a sticker, and he, a clear sticker he put on a mirror. It says you're looking at the person that's responsible for your future. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, a beautiful day. Yeah, June 5th. Megs, you're quiet over there. Where's your day? What, what do you pick? I, um... What book are we reading? <laughs> 50 shades of you know there's a quote somewhere in here and I'm going to find it and it Ooh. says I just asked a question it just says don't they don't need to shirts. speak unnecessarily yeah, that's what it says talk less, and I'm just going to try yeah. and find what yeah. day it's on well, I skipped that here day here it is <laughs> it was June 25th uh, it yeah. says always say less than necessary oh <laughs> she just killed Kevin one go <laughs> Looks like uh, one of the wisdom's gone back down to three. You skipped it. Wow. I did. I skipped that page. You missed a valuable lesson. <laughs> I told you, Meg. You're going to have to trust me. I know you knew. He only read two pages today. Okay? <laughs> we did speak about this earlier in the week, didn't we, Cam? Are you? Meg doesn't do harm, though. All right. So what else did we get? June 6th was about when to stick and when to quit. Yeah. And Seneca always advised people to switch only once yeah. and then stick with it. Seven, it was about finding the right mentors. Uh, we, I think we spoke about that so in, in previous months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Brick by boring brick for June 8. Yeah. I, I like that. There's a part in there that says, do the absolutely smallest things well and practice with full effort. So we all sometimes neglect the, our basic training that we've done or those small phone calls or the touch points, whatever it may be, just you know, thanking those around us for what they do for us without request. I think a lot of those are... Are in that. If teams follow the process, they tend to win, which we're in that same page. I, I really like that one. 
Yeah, but the problem is that the process is not necessarily about novelties and, and, and right. new ways of doing things. It's just that the same basic you do all the time. It's boring, Lay right? the bricks. But you just have to do it. Lay the bricks. And understanding that you might have to lay more bricks than somebody else because we all start at different levels. Yeah. And that's, there is going to be more boring bricks for some people than others. But at the end of the day, I mean, they talk about Nick Saban. I think that's the page that talks about Nick Saban, the football coach, is it? Yes, the it process. is. You're right. Yeah, yes. so I did read yep. the book to say... So everyone's clear. <laughs> There's a process to everything, though. Um, I think someone else mentioned it earlier, but just because you're successful at tennis, it doesn't mean you stop practicing tennis. It means you actually practice it more. Right. Or just because you're good at soccer doesn't mean you don't still do the laps or still do the push-ups or still do the fitness. Mm. It means you have to do more of that more. To, yeah. to keep going. If so any, If anyone hasn't watched that Netflix series called The Coach's Playbook, was it Playbook? Lids on that. <laughs> it's going to take a while to come out with the lid on. Um, <laughs> oh, we're on fire early. Um, there's Serena Williams's coach is on there and about you know how they handle Patrick Moratoglu. It's unbelievable. So if anyone hasn't watched that Netflix series, do yourself a favour. Now, now the white wine is really opening it got up. Better, oh, yeah. now. You're getting that, you know. <laughs> it started as a different trying to sell his wine. I'm telling you. Listen, I'm telling you. We, we don't have to sell a wine, Chris. We have to understand each other here. We have to be <laughs> this. That's, That's not, not bad. Junaith, anybody uh, find anything at all? I'm not back to all Solve problems, problems early. early. There's a book called Eat the Frog First. So all your difficult problems, you do them first thing in the morning. Get them out of the way, either with a hang over your head. And, and then he's asked in that book, what if you've got two frogs to eat? As you eat the ugliest frog first. So, <laughs> again, do the problems, the biggest problems early. Do them first, do them quick, get them I out like of the way. I like it. I like it. Wow, what a great line. You don't always have to wait till morning, though, either. I think it's talking about as soon as something arises. Get it over the yep. yeah. yeah, Yeah, absolutely. It amplifies. Really. Yeah. Well, stews. Okay. I'm not back till day 11. Is anyone before that? No, that, come on, mate, you go. go for it. Well, it's, it's just don't make things worse, is the title of the page and I'm a professional at it so <laughs> say that again just don't make things worse is the title of the page you're gonna stuff up things are gonna happen just don't make them worse and as a professional hole digger that I am <laughs> I see things getting worse and I go I can do better than that and dig even deeper local cemetery so could use you I reckon. it's just remembering that <laughs> on a serious note that bad things are gonna happen but the worst thing you can do is make them worse you know you're gonna deal with grief you're gonna deal with anger you're gonna deal with situations outside of your control and as yep. bad as they might be, the way you react to it has the ability to make it a lot better or make it a lot worse. And it's Identifying saying, it. Don't make it worse. And you know, we're all as soon as we fly off the handle to a situation, as soon as we yell at our kid or something like that, we've oh. made it worse. Getting angry that someone's done something wrong to us doesn't make the situation any better. And it, it ties into the whole theme of the Stoic philosophy and the and the book is it's not what happens to you, it's how you react to it. I had that one in there. Number yes. 12 is a good one. The trained mind is better than any script. Yep. I actually came across this yesterday in training with the team. And when we're training, we do a lot of role plays and a lot of my guys are fresh. So I'll do a role play with them and they'll hear the words I'm saying and they, they grab their books and they're writing down lines and I'm going to use that line and I'm going to use that line. The next time we do the role play, situation changes just that little bit. I don't fit. And they're that keen to use that line that they use it anyway and it makes no sense and it's completely out of context. And I sort of had to sit back yesterday and I hadn't read this yet yesterday. It was only today when I read it that it clicked and I went, like, I was saying to the guys, guys, your ability to adapt is the most important thing, not the fancy line you're going to use. Yep. 
you aren't listening to what's coming out of someone's mouth, so you're not responding with the right line. And it, it talks about on that page basically that. The ability to adapt in life is much better than knowing the script of how life is supposed to go because when does it ever, yep. ever... You've got to dance. ...go to script. And that's that's true of all life, but it's on a, in a microchasm, it's true in our offices when we're, we're training. Someone, when you taught us the four steps that not that long ago, mate, everyone was that keen to use it, that they're throwing it into every situation... <laughs> Um, instead of getting properties on the market straight away with marketing because these people want to move, all of a sudden we're doing the four steps, which is a completely different process. And you, yeah, so you got to be one, you got to be careful not to focus on the lines anyway, and two, you got to be able to adapt. You got to be able to dance. Do you think that's a skill that comes with time? Experience, I think, yeah. yeah, I think definitely with the the younger guys, definitely. I wish I knew how to train it though. I don't know how I to train the, the adaptability. Guys. They, they try and adapt too quickly and they start to stumble. I said, to learn the words to a song, like if you're a piano player, you need to learn the music before you can make it your own. So learn the scripts and dialogues, the bass, and then start to be creative with it. Yeah, well, how do you train that's that the opposite, right? Yeah, so oh. I'm not a dance teacher. We tell the guys all the time, we've got to tap dance, we've got to dance, guys, just dance, just yep. keep going. But that's only words, like... How, what's the first step in, in dancing? Uh, that's, maybe, that's maybe I think that you said it. Uh, I think that maybe they need to be trained into thinking. And the only way that you can think is first listen. Mm. You need to listen w- to what it is really. And, and, and Meg said it earlier. Sometimes people talk about a problem. It's not the problem. It's something totally different. Mm. And so if really in a uh, sales situation, they sat down and start listening to really what the objection or what the question, what the question is, yeah. is, then they can answer it. Yeah. And that's probably what he's talking about adapting right, to a situation rather than relying on a script. Mm. And I've never been in favor of scripts because I mean, if, if a Formula One driver followed the script, he'll never get off the track. Mm. The problem is that every driver sometimes get off the track. Every driver sometimes do things that they were not meant to do. I mean, it's part of the deal. And so the, the key is, if you're a Formula One driver, read the track. If there's a car stop in front of you, you're not going to use that driving. line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're going to have to look, use your eyes. And as a salesperson, we, you're going to have to use your ears. That's a real skill. Yeah, the, you can learn the 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 new lines. They're a shiny new toy. Everyone goes, "Oh, I haven't heard that close before." Yeah, like that close is useless if you don't know when to use it. And that's that. Uh, that is a. I don't want to put yep. an age attached to it. It's an experience thing. But I wish I knew how to Take coach it, it yep. because these guys have got a lot of experience to get through before they're going to be able to do it if we're just relying on experience. So I, I think I'd like to be a better dance teacher. Emotional intelligence too comes into play with that sort of thing, and knowing when to use it. How how well to use it? Like the I think you just, you know, just well. while we're talking, I'm thinking you just pack up their notebooks and don't let them train with them for a day. Or, or you know, you've got to get them used to not having something to rely on. Where they can what I've done a couple of times is I've gone radio. This is a script we're going to use, but I don't want you to use a script. Say what I want you to say, but another way, and 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 go and do it and see what they come up with. Right or wrong, doesn't matter. Let them try and think of something. Let them try and dance. Mm. Let them fall. Doesn't matter. Any other page, guys? For me, thirteen. I like thirteen. Life is a battlefield. Um, so is love. Love is a battlefield. <laughs> I don't know. Is it negative though to look at? I don't think it's negative. Like I think the the positive is it, my book. it gives some guidance. It says you know the disciplines you should have, things you should have is you know, discipline, fortitude, courage, um, clear headedness, selflessness, 
and sacrifice. And which attributes lose wars? Uh, cowardice, rashness, disorganisation, overconfidence, weakness and selfishness. Um, so I think it's giving us a, a few guides to say, well, try and lose these traits and try and gain these traits to win. And whatever battle that you might be playing, and I might be playing to be get better in, at scripts, uh, to learn how to dance during training, whichever it may be. So I, I, I pick. I think, up. however, you got to look at it, TL. I get that the term "battle" and looking at stuff that way has a negative connotation, yep. which might not put you in the best mind frame. But if it is a way, if it is a metaphor that you can use to get that point across, I mean, if you look at it a certain way, life is a battle. Everything you do, we come in here and battle each other. There's another way of looking at no, it. No, you battle everyone. We don't. <laughs> we try <laughs> to share. <laughs> it's not a battle of wits because he'd be unarmed. Uh, <laughs> you can't shoot an unarmed man, mate. Eh? Yeah, I get, I get it because we spoke about. I think the author they mentioned on that page, Richard Green or Robert, go. Robert Green. I just got one of his books, which is the Thirty Three Strategies of War. There you go. And it's, it's about. And I, when I told TL about it, he's like, "Ah, he's a bit negative for me, that guy." I haven't read the book yet, but um, just like the Stoics. As in war, so is life. That's what it says. Yeah. That's his saying, yeah. I don't know whether he's saying life is a battle or that's the metaphor he's using to... If everyone... This is about problem solving, right? So if we're looking at problems and it's a, it's not a negative month, but problem is a negative yeah. word anyway, if that month is about that, then... I'll, I'll, take it, I'll take a little bit different step on that and I'll ask you guys this. So we all know every human does something for the gain of pleasure or avoidance of pain. And we are generally tipped to one side or the other. We'll do things generally to gain pleasure or we will majority for avoidance pain. So if we were to avoid pain, wouldn't we use words like battle, discipline? And if we were looking for pleasure, wouldn't we use different words? Possibly. Gee, good line, good line, mate. Today he's... I mean, listen, <laughs> I have to say, man, over the pa uh, past few podcasts, you, you have improved tremendously. <laughs> mate, he knew, he knew like, the Me Gain of pleasure, mate. Gain of pleasure. He knew, he knew the Me Too movement was coming <laughs> and he had to, he's got to impress that. You're the one that wore the pink shirt. Do they see Listen, mate, Meg, 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 doesn't say, Meg doesn't say much, but be careful, mate. That line that she gave you totally destroyed you, okay? Yeah, yeah, so be careful. And she knows no, that you know what I If I were you, I wouldn't ask for more. I'm digging the hole. Because life is a Stop. battlefield and you just lost. All right, so be careful. It's not about the battle, mate. It's who wins the war. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Okay, so who's got something next? I'm not till 16. Okay, what do you see in 16? Ask for help. Ah. <laughs> Don't be afraid to ask for help. I had 15 and it was... But, but, but is, it, is it ego that's really, you know, stopping 100%. people from asking? Yeah. Ego, pride. Social conditioning, like men, for example, I think we're getting a lot better at it, but we're not meant to ask for help or talk yeah. to anyone or... Yeah. I don't know if we've all got to be better at asking for help, but I think, yeah, the, I think the page is about pointing out that it's okay to ask for help. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a good point. Yeah. I think it's it's both genders, though. Yes, it is in males, but I've also had lots of different conversations with males and females recently about you know different circumstances, and the common theme is that people feel like they're failing, like they're speaking up, but they're feeling like they're failing because they're speaking up. Yeah, it's, and it's like yeah. no, you're actually because they're asking for help. Yeah. Yes. Yes, they feel like Still, they're... Social conditioning has made it a sign of weakness. And even though heroes get on Facebook and, like, isn't that the good one? Oh, you can call me anytime on Are You OK Day. 
anyone who's struggling out there, call me anytime. You don't fucking call anyone to check on them to see if they're okay, but yeah. you've made your Facebook post, so you're all right. But yeah. it does go yeah. back to that emotional intelligence that Chris was talking about before. It's not, it's not always that people are going to say, hey, I'm struggling. It's sometimes the pe- person that says to you, hey, are you okay? Well, it doesn't or have to go on that deeper level, though, guys. If you're struggling at work with something, like people won't ask for help with... Yes, true. Like it, we, I mean, we've taken it to the nth degree with people struggling in life. And yes, it's 100% true and probably the most important time to ask for help. But uh, the page is very broad. Ask for help with anything. I can't pretend I know everything about owning a business because I own a business. I can't pretend I know everything about listing a property because I've done it before. You need to be able to... And it's very important for the, the new guys and the younger guys because depending on their office environment, they may feel scared to ask for help or that's where the pride and the ego comes in. But, um, I mean, shame on the people that make you feel that way, but you've also got to be able to overcome that. And, and if it's not inside your own office, ring somebody else because there's plenty of people who will yeah. pick the phone up. Yeah. I think we've all got it to a degree of that inability to reach out to ask for help, whether it's uh, emotional or through work or whatever you're going through at the time. Um, and there's no secret you guys know that I, I, have, I struggle asking for help. And I don't know if it's in my upbringing or it, just because I feel like I'm failing. I don't want to ask for help because I shouldn't be failing. Whatever it may be. So I gave up a long time ago on that day. I don't know when it was or why it was, but I've I got no issue generally. And sometimes that nauseam, sometimes too much picking up the phone and asking for help rather than backing myself. But we got enough shit to worry about rather than trying to solve every yep. issue that there's yep. someone sitting right there that can help you. I know we talked about before about blowing your own nose. It's not that. But asking for help is not not blowing your own nose. And I guess that there comes a bit of a contradiction between those two days. That no, needs but to I think blowing your nose, go out and do the work. Get, yeah. Ask for advice, go yeah. out and do the work. But you, brought up, you touched on something before, Ken, that you said about, you know, we wait for Are You OK Day. But you and Thomas wouldn't let me leave a room like, a few weeks back until you, I, I, I said what was going on. And because we we're brothers. Right, but, but you, you wouldn't stop. You were like, Mate, we're, not leaving here. <laughs> we're not leaving here until you tell us. So, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to share it at that time. And, and we did, and it was a, it's great that we did. Um, but it's understanding when someone, and like you said before, Megs, having that understanding when someone might be struggling and just reach out and, and push them out a little bit harder. Say, so, mate, come on, you can... Can open up yeah, we all on that to be more emotionally aware and more energetically aware of other people. But yep. the, the page is about you and yourself. Someone might not be aware that you are, or even if they are aware, you still go and ask yep. for help. You don't sit in a corner sulking and and waiting for someone to come over to you. That's not the way to do it either. Yeah, it's yeah, that's not, true. It's not. True. We're not begging for attention or craving attention, and we're going to make a scene out of it. If you need help, ask someone. Who's got the next page? I'm not till twenty. Yeah, well, I, I just want to do very quickly uh, 19th, okay, because stay focused on the present was a very big thing for me. Um, it's something that I learned only this year, and that is to whatever happens, always try and focus on just the next five minutes. You receive a bad email, sometimes it just can just get you off. But then when you start saying to yourself, no, 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 that's not going to rob me from the next five minutes you regain some sense of sanity, if you will, and you can deal with that, with everything that you, you have in you. And, and, and so calming things down by focusing on just this present moment. And one of the things that I learned is really that next five minutes, nothing else. All I want is the next five minutes to be uh, the center of my attention. Yeah. 
It's like all of this stuff, though, easier said than done. I, I read that today and then someone walked into my office today and got me triggered right before I had to go to an appointment to the point where that, that was at 11 o'clock. I was still triggered when I got here four hours later after having done other appointments and the whole way I'm driving down the freeway going, stay in the present, stay in the present. Because <laughs> I was still so... It did work. Triggered. No, it didn't work. <laughs> Uh, just got me and it was straight after reading You that. stayed in the present, your present was oh, over. Pre- <laughs> 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 didn't get out of the present, that yeah. was the problem. Well, I let it go, uh, I didn't I didn't deal with it early enough so it manifested itself. <laughs> just can, I tell you, myself, mate. can I tell you, this book's helped me a number of times in just short period we've been doing it. Even today, bad news on a listing, whatever it is. And um, yeah, I was pissed. Pissed off big time. And better then I took the big picture. I've gone, okay. What did I do wrong? What can I do better? How can we change things? What's our next move? And then move forward from there. It's just find that issue, overcome the issue, and move forward with the issue. That's right. There's no way I can say this without sounding facetious, but that's a big step for you. It is. It's huge. Because but by the same token, the, the issue that we spoke about a few weeks ago has probably pushed me forward a lot more than I would have if I didn't open up to you guys back then. So, yeah, it's, it's you know, it all, all comes back and it works its way forward. So... Because, I mean, the listings are on a minor scale of things. That's what we talked about when Absolutely. Plato's view. Like, so my mindset you miss a listing, you go next. You asked me the other day, how do you, like, I missed a listing, I vented for and four you, seconds. And you had put a lot of effort into that listing yeah, too, and a then, shitload of and effort. And then four seconds after I vented, I'm like, cool, on to the next. And yeah. then in our job, mate, that's all you can yeah. do because yeah. there's much bigger problems in the world. So All right. So uh, my now my immediate thought was, okay, how can I attract ten more like that? So in, instead of which one of have ruined maybe a whole day it yeah. ruined maybe 30 minutes yeah i think that that's the answer you you can there's millions of ways for you to get out of it yeah the thing is not to be caught by it yeah all right what june do we the have 20th, next? well june the 20th calm yep. is contagious like and that. it talks about how you react under pressure or when things go wrong or in front of your teams as leaders and how the calm that you show can be contagious and reflect through the the whole team, what I don't think it mentions there and which I've written here is I've written calm is contagious, so is anxiety. The opposite is so, so true. Yeah. If true. you are a, and, and that's probably more important point to get across, ever a, a, a leader can read that and go, oh, yeah, being calm is good for everyone. But you've got to understand how bad not being calm in those situations absolutely. is for everyone. We all saw that during last COVID. Year, in absolutely. We, that's what I brought it back to last year, straight away. Um, the, the different ways people reacted but it's understanding that every energy you have is contagious whether it's does i've written anxiety there but you could have written a hundred different things happy is contagious sad is contagious angry is contagious yeah it it should be your energy is contagious because depending on how strong you are in that sort of area you can wipe out a whole room just with a frown but i think i think the important thing about calm the word calm is regardless of what's happening around us Calm would be the best default response to lead to. 100%. So, in despite of everything, calm is contagious. That's what they teach the Navy SEALs as a maxim. But why is this so hard to do? Like, in this room, I probably would only think of Megan to be the only one to, to do that. All of us, maybe because we men, we'd be jumping. We would be into reactive mode. We would do whatever it takes. The discipline calm because of... I don't want to put words into Megs's mouth, but I'm sure every situation you don't just have an instant calm over you. I think what Megs is good at 
from an outside point of view, is not making any decisions or talking until the calm has come. Now, for me, that'll be six weeks. So <laughs> nothing you'll get done. And she knows but how to hide bodies too. <laughs> yeah, I had to draw. I'm only just feeling calm now over that dickhead at eleven o'clock this morning. And I, I'm not, I think we respond because we are very similar blokes and we're very passionate about what we do. So to stay calm about something that triggers us very quickly is a little bit harder. However, I think it's a learnt trait. I think it's something that you. You don't have naturally. I think it's something that you learn. Do you think that passionate people are people who can't stay calm about things they're pa- about passionate about? Absolutely. No, but that'd be saying that Mags isn't a passionate person. No, no, she's learnt to do it. How, how long have you been general manager? Four hundred and thirty-two years or something. Like that. Um, seven. Seven, and before that, you were in was the 12. franchise as a direct PA for uh, quite a long. So you've seen a lot of sort of. Roller coaster rides, right? Yeah. I think it's um, not even to do with the work side of it. It's just how I've been brought up in my family, okay. I think. Okay. Um, like, my mum is not a very calm person, but my dad is Steve's exceptionally chill, calm. Man. Like, probably <laughs> the never... The yin and the yang, right? Probably <laughs> never yelled at me in my entire life. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he told me I was a useless cricketer when I was four. Was <laughs> but he would have said it very nicely. He was nice very calm. Yeah. He's Meg's dad. Yeah. He's truthful too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. I remember <laughs> we were watching someone bat and I said, that was a dumb shot. He said, don't you talk, Cam. I was standing beside him. Yeah, he's, he is. He's very, he tells you how it is, but you, there's no need for ranting and raving. It's just there's the message. Cool. You've got it. So do you think you've taken a lot of traits from your dad? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Like I can have my mum's side, definitely. Yeah. But only when it's valid. Yeah, right. Not many people cop that. Right. Okay, so what what else have you got? Take a walk. I like take a walk. Which page was that? Uh, 21. 21. Take a walk. It just says, just get away from the hustle and bustle and just so to help you clear your head and appreciate what's around you for whatever it may be, get some oxygen into your system or whatever it is, just take a walk. Right. (coughs) What about... Do it more often. I should. I should. <laughs> I should. It's usually to oh, the... Meg, uh, what's your next day? Takeaway shop. Mine was um, the next one, actually, which was the definition of insanity. Um, the 22nd? Yeah, I just wrote two initials on the page, which was AH, and it just means Atomic Habits. And it's another book that I've read, but basically just says, if you want to change something, you don't need to... Like, you're not going to go from 100 kilos to 80 overnight. So if you want to go from 100 kilos to 99... How do you do that? Like, do it in small increments. And one of the lines that they use in that book is something along the lines of, if you want to um, become a healthy person, do the habits that a healthy person would do. If you want to become a runner, do the habits that a runner would do. Yeah. If you want to become a, you know, whatever it is, follow that the traits of a person that would do that thing. I think it also talks about, on the flip side, understanding that if you're not happy with where you're at, but you keep repeating the same patterns that have gotten you to where you're at, you can't be annoyed when things don't change or yeah. surprised when things don't change. I think the clearly. first step is identifying that yeah. and then the next step is what do you actually do about it. Yeah, yeah. I punched Strace. a wall and it hurt. Maybe if I punch it again it won't hurt so much next time. Yeah, you'll be numb. It's not going to happen. I'm not till 28, I don't know. Yeah, you forgot about um, the 25th, which is always say less than necessary. No, we skipped Just that one. Just reminding you. <laughs> Talk about the 28th. 28th. Yeah. Oh, look, it's, I picked it out because it's... It hit home close to me. It's about making sure that if you're going to criticise yourself, it's constructive criticism, not just 
talking down to yourself and, and bashing yourself unnecessarily. I can't remember the huge word that it uses on that page. That Flagellation. I couldn't Flagellation, yeah. <laughs> I knew there was a big word I there. I looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like what I did when I walked outside before. <laughs> well, stop whipping yourself, right? <laughs> Too much flatulation. Is, uh, no, but it's, you, we've got to be careful with the way we talk to ourselves. It's yeah. okay being um, self-critical. It's all right being self-analytical. You, you can't pump your own tyres too much. You need to understand when you're doing something wrong, but there's a difference between, ah, oh, bug it up there, what can I do better, to call, talking to yourself like a piece of shit. And I've been guilty of that in the past. And, and There's a great book called What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. Absolutely fantastic book. If you haven't read it, if someone has an issue with that, great book to read. Yeah, so great that was it. Just be careful how we talk to ourselves. We say things to ourselves that we would never say to anybody else. Well, we would on Facebook, but it's too much flatulation. <laughs> 29, we spoke about earlier, no excuses. It's pretty yeah. self-explanatory. Stop blaming everyone else and have a look in the mirror. It's not that hard. I don't think it even should have to be mentioned because no. we go on about it so often, but it, you know, it, it should be common sense, but just stop. It's no one else's fault. Is it, TL, is it anybody else's fault? No. No. Not you are part of the dance. I loved, I loved June 30. I thought June 30 was a very good way to finish the month. Yeah. Very, very good way to finish the month. The obstacle is the way. Great book. Don't ask the God for an easy life. Ask him for the strength to handle a challenging one. It's uh, You want those obstacles to build a resilience and education to overcome those issues next time you see them. So you're just going to be better and better and better and better. I love the last page. I think. And, and also be patient. I think what he's saying is it's an opportunity for you to practice patience. Whenever there's those obstacles, it's for you to take first the responsibility to deal with it, but then just be patient. Deal with it. Yeah. Not not hide from it, not run away from it, you know? Because yeah. the moment you turn around and, and run away, it, it's actually following you. Mm. So take action it. towards it, though. But So once you realise it's just an obstacle, you, you've got to take action, which is be solutions-focused, work out what the lesson is in it. I wrote a line that, that I learned, I don't know who taught me it, but action diminishes all negative emotion. And I've used that and I, I teach it to the guys all the time if something goes wrong. So... You miss that listing, right? You jump on the phone and make 50 prospecting calls, all of a sudden you don't care about that listing you've missed because you've taken action to solve the problem of not having that listing. Yeah. It, it, it talks about the action of, you know, someone does something wrong by you, work out how that situation occurred. talks about you lose all your stuff on your computer. That's great because you get to start over again and do an even better job next time. It, it's, it's taking almost immediate action because if you dwell on the obstacle won't feel better until you do something about it. Yeah. So, so let's do something a bit different from the other podcast we've done. What was your biggest take? Out like of Chris's this wine. <laughs> let's, start, let's start with Meg, our lady. I think my biggest thing is it's not the problem, it's how you deal with it. So it's easy to point the finger and blame somebody else or it's easy to say, oh, well, you know, this happened or that happened, but it's not about what actually happens to you in your life. It's about how you, one, deal with it but to learn from it. Okay. What about you, Chris? Similar. Don't, <laughs> you can't. Don't. Shut up. Since when do you make the bloody rules? The professional fence The rule was I couldn't agree with Chris, oh, not oh, he couldn't yeah. agree with Yeah, exactly right. Does it sound like a second restaurant oh, or does it sound like oh, a real. third one? The first is just getting more expensive. 
we've gone from Maccas to Muse, so that's all right. Um, You've lost weight, mate. Thanks, mate. See it in your shoulders. Yeah, He's trying to sell you, bro. Yeah, like it's going to be vegetable. Oh, no, I'm still going to be eating the food. I don't <laughs> care. It's just, um, I got a lot out of this month. It was, uh, it's all on us. Take responsibility. Do the hard stuff that we avoid. Really listen. Take the time to listen to people, to understand the other perspective. Really don't wish for an easy life. Because nothing good comes from easy. So wish for a hard life, but, you know, want the strength to have the strength to sort of overcome it and the intelligence to overcome it. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Understand the bad stuff's going to happen and learn to dance like hell. Yeah, Pretty much the whole month. That's nice. And for me, it was mainly whatever we do, always aim to become a better human being. Awesome. Oh, well, thanks very much, guys. Thanks, thanks guys. very much, Thank lady. You. And uh, welcome to your first podcast with us. Thank you. One was Woo-hoo. rubbish. <laughs>